What is going on, Saints fans? Welcome into another episode of the Saints and Sinners podcast. It is Alec. It is Jeremy. Here to discuss the blueprint of the New Orleans Saints offseason. Obviously, there are still four games left to go, but with the playoffs kind of, you know, out of the picture, and obviously this roster faces a lot of questions going into the offseason given the feature of the head coaching position and you have some aging uh, veteran players, you know, you're quote-unquote in cap hell uh, even though the Saints kind of somehow make it work every year this roster needs to be reshaped retooled in some ways and we're going to go through every position group uh, as we get closer and closer to the offseason so we'll look at some free agents some draft prospects um, and kind of just see how we're feeling about who will be a good fit for this team Jeremy are you ready to do this oh yeah You've doing some hard work over there on them uh, on the on the college tapes, so I'm excited oh, yeah. to hear what you This is my say. prime time. This is my prime time. <laughs> you are you are him right now. This is my Monday night football. <laughs> so obviously, Jerry, let's start with the big million dollar question, that being the quarterback. Uh, currently, the team has Jameis Winston on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Dalton will be a free agent. Uh, Dalton, very cool as a backup, but that's literally <laughs> it. Uh, Jameis Winston, you know, he went and spoke about his uh, dissatisfaction with the coaching staff on the uh, New Orleans uh, Football podcast with Underhill and Triplett. Obviously, I feel like those bridges have been kind of burned uh, between Winston and Allen slash Carmichael. Um, So, I don't know, you face a lot of questions, and then there is, you you know, if Sean Payton does come back, I just wonder how aggressive you get trying to land a quarterback that can help you win right away. So uh, I'll right, let, you, I'll let right. you decide. Do you want to start with some draft guys, or do you kind of want to look into the free agent slash trade scenarios that we could uh, possibly be heading into? I'd say free agents and trades is probably the more likely at the moment. So we can go with that. Okay. Um, I'll list out some names. We kind of just can feed off of it. Uh, obviously, I think the top two would only be happening. This I'm looking on a... Spot tracks, free agent list for quarterbacks. The top two, I mm-hmm. feel like, would only happen if Sean Payton were to come back. Um, the first guy being Tom Brady, that's pretty obvious, I think. Brady yeah. would only come to the Saints and try and win a Super Bowl if Sean Payton was here. Obviously, there's been previous connections. You know, back in Miami, it looked like Brady was trying to um, trade for Sean Payton to be the next head coach of the Dolphins. He was in good way out of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um and when he was originally a free agent uh, after his time in New England, there were reports that, you know, had Breeze retired after the 2019 season, Brady would have gone to New Orleans and played with Sean Payne. So I feel like there's some connection there, right? Right. Um, it's difficult to say. I feel like it's very similar to the Jameis Winston scenario, which I said in our last podcast. It's kind of like the fan base is going to hate it one way or another because he's a Buccaneer. We've hated him for the last three years. He's obviously not the most liked person in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he has... I guess... I don't want to say he has an arm, because he's not necessarily shown that he can throw the deep ball, but he has the mentality, he has the quick passing capability to run an offense still, and right. he'll probably have that until he retires, so... I don't think it's necessarily the worst option. If you're going full-on compete mode, that's your guy probably, as long as he's willing to take whatever 
pay cut we have to offer. <laughs> so, and and he's all like you said in the last one. He's always been like he takes the cheap money to build the roster around him. You're so right. I, I don't think that's necessarily outside the realm of possibility. And I mean, and here's the thing with Brady in the books this year. You know, as as bad as they've been, it's kind of weird because like I put it on Brady, but at the same time, it's not totally his fault. And I say this because yeah. obviously when Brady retired. I think the mentality of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers changed. You know, they went from we have to compete to it for a Super Bowl to now, okay, Can you know, we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have some we have some pieces that you know we can compete for a playoff spot. Right. Let's just kind of you know see what happens, and then from there we can maybe do a soft rebuild. You know, move on some veterans. But then when Tom Brady came back out of nowhere and said he wanted to come back, you Tampa was instantly pushing to that they have to compete for a Super Bowl. Right, it's, and you know they lost yeah. three of their line or two of their linemen to retirement and free agency, right. and they weren't as aggressive in keeping their own because obviously Brady left. Like, oh, there's no real reason to you know fight to keep these guys if Brady's gone. Right, it's kind of it's difficult. I feel like a lot of it's coaching as well there because you saw Arians leave and then it's kind of the they same problem. How to use Brady? It's kind of the right. same. The same. It thing is. We're going it's very through. similar. It's yeah. DC got promoted and then doesn't know how to use the quarterback or pretty much the offensive situation at all. So, yep. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if he retires, first off, and then, secondly, if Sean does come back, if he's willing to go, ask, eh, I'll take a year with Sean, see if we can get a Super Bowl out of it. Right. Right, right, right. And I think some other free agents I'll mention. One guy I think would only come if it meant Sean Payton was here. Kind of an interesting name. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of been through a lot this year. Baker Mayfield, former top pick. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously things didn't work out in Cleveland. Right. Um, and, you know, say what you want about the Odell thing, but I think Baker kind of got dealt a pretty crappy hand by the Browns. Right, and they yeah, it, really didn't do him right at the end. It certainly wasn't optimal for anyone right. in that scenario at that point. <laughs> and then obviously Carolina, it was a, a bad, well, not even a bad roster. It's actually a really good roster. But Matt Rule, not a good coach in the NFL. No. Not really gonna hang that on his head, but then he comes to LA, and obviously it's only one game, but it showed you something nonetheless. And now I kind of wonder if Sean could have this former top pick, former Heisman Trophy winner Baker Mayfield. Can you kind of pull that out of him? Type exactly. Thing? Yeah, on the cheap deal because you know obviously Baker's gonna have to take a cut, right? Because he hasn't shown anything on the field. But right, that'd be interesting. It's, I think the most interesting part about that game last week in. I, who did they play? I completely forgot. The Raiders. Oh, shit. No. We're going to have to re-record. <laughs> My dog's just barking at everything now. I'm going to have to go get the groceries. Um, That's okay. We'll I'll pause it. So, well, I'll, I'll try and do them quickly. i got to leave at 4.30, but I'll come back and let you know. I'm just okay. going to mute it real quick. All right. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of that game that he had last week that made it so impressive was that he didn't really have the weapons to facilitate the type of drive like that. Well, like Dan have, Jefferson was his wide receiver one. Right, and then two to Atwell and Benjamin Skaronic, 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 I think is how they pronounce it. Yeah. And you have Higby, who's good, but he, I don't really think he's wide receiver one, <laughs> even though he's a tight end. So it, it, it was impressive to see. I wouldn't necessarily hate him as an option for starting. I... I it kind of depends on these last few weeks for him 
to see if he's going to get a new deal or if he's just kind of a perpetual backup at this point. Mm-hmm. But I I think if you can facilitate an offense with Skronik and Tutu Atwell as your receivers, you got at least some sort of future left next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, some other names I'll throw out there. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo coming off the foot injury, I think will come at a lot cheaper rate. Right. Uh, right. That would make a lot of sense, and I just have to imagine if for the Niners, you kind of need to see what you have in Trey Lance. You know, you got to move right. off from the Garoppolo experiment. It's time. Garoppolo time. Shit, even with Purdy. <laughs> he looked good in that game last week, man. Right, he did. So, we'll see. They play again uh, tonight, actually, I believe. Yep. So, Against the we'll Niners. see how he does, but uh, it'll be interesting to Gino see. Smith, who... Yeah, uh, to me, he's kind of the textbook definition of one-year wonder. I think, <laughs> as as cool as it was this year, I just don't know if I can count on Gino to a option, a man. pay him, and then also you know, right, to be that. So, you know, that makes he, sense. I mean, yeah, I don't know how Seattle's going to view him either. They might just go ask for it and sign him for another two to three. So he he just works with that team. That might be what it he is. He does. That's yeah. also true. He fits that kind of Pete Carroll type offense scheme. Right. Where it's not about the quarterback. It's about the rest. <laughs> right. Uh, some cheaper, younger options. I'll go, I'll mention. Um, Taylor Heineke from Washington. There's just something about the mm. kid. Kind of the same thing with Geno. It's where Washington just plays better with Heineke in the lineup. <laughs> For some reason. Can't really explain it. <laughs> uh, and two two younger dudes, um, Gardner Minshew, who has kind of been a backup. His right. personality he just kind of fits the city. I think that'd be quite hilarious. He's also him. pretty good, to be fair. Yeah, he, he actually was pretty good bad. in Jacksonville. I don't know what their issue was with him. Well, the, the I do. they drafted Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, still, I mean, it was interesting. And then one more name uh, who's kind of. This is this is his audition right now. Is Tyler Huntley from Baltimore? You know, mm. uh, I kind of feel like with Lamar Jackson, the Ravens are going to have to pay Lamar Jackson a bag, which oh, yeah. would probably because Huntley is a restricted free agent, meaning whoever offers him a deal, the they Ravens have will have it, yeah. yeah, will have uh, three days. I think so. Yeah. Off the so top of my head, I could be wrong, but I think it's three days to right. match uh, the offer. So I feel like they just don't have the money to to keep. Huntley, especially if he shows out these last four weeks and shows you he could be something more than a yeah. backup. So they just said uh, Lamar's ruled out again this week, so we aren't yeah. going to see him. <laughs> yeah, so this is it'd be this, interesting to see. This is his audition for sure. So I think those are the kind of the free agent guys that you can look at. There's one more actually I want to throw in there. Oh, who do you have? Um, Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah. I uh, let's be real. I do not like him as a player. He's not like this phenomenal quarterback. Agreed. At the same time, he's 25. Mm-hmm. He's All he's known before Brian Dayball was this crappy Giants offense that had no Barkley that wasn't there. Yep. Their receiver room was horrendous, as yep. much as we wanted to admit that Kenny was – or thought Kenny was going to be good, and then he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And Tony was pretty much the same thing, to be fair, injured every time he tried to come on the field, and he still is. But, um, yep. yeah, it – Daniel really hasn't had the opportunity to be great. Like, people keep saying, oh, it's the team. He he just needs to pick it up. Who does he have in the receiver room right now? What's oh, Darius Slayton. Let me, let me pull up the Giants' depth chart real quick. Tell me any of these guys are worth more than, like, $5 million a year. 
Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, who I had never heard of before this year, and I only know because of Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Richie James, uh, Galladay, who hasn't played, he's now the receiver for. Technically, Marcus is worth more than five million dollars. <laughs> His next contract <laughs> is what I mean. <laughs> and then David Sills the fifth. I mean, Shepard's the only one. Shepard and Wandale. Wandale looked pretty good, but those mm-hmm. two were the only that I would say were worth a damn. And now they're both on IR. So I, I don't. You have Barkley, and I'm not taking that away, but it's, everyone's acting like he has this great team and he's just the one faltering. No, and I feel like, you know, with Daniel Jones, <clears throat> it kind of sucks the ball came this year because yeah, I feel like if he comes last year uh, and has another year to work with Daniel Jones, I feel like he could have been something, but he was just so... I mean, I don't think he's that great either, like you mentioned, but the Giants certainly did him no favors whatsoever in New York. It's kind of like Darnold. It's like it's difficult for me to go. But ah, I, he could be great elsewhere. I've but seen then, more out of Daniel Jones at the Giants than I did that, with Sam Darnold. That's also true, right? I, you have, and I have, and that's Danny Dimes has shown me something. But, right, <laughs> Darnold didn't really show you any signs of positivity other than seeing ghosts, apparently. So, right, um, I. Uh, it's hard because it's like. Your best players on your offense, other than Barkley, are your tackles. <laughs> yep. And your whole interior line is yep. mediocre. Azudu, Feliciano, and Galinsky are all meh. Yep. And then you have Bellinger at tight end who missed like three weeks or whatever he missed. <laughs> Funny enough, Nick Van Hat's actually their tight end one right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I really can't say that he is the fault of that. That's I fair. also can't say the ball is because he's working with Saquon Barkley and then tackles. He, he inherited a, a god-awful roster. He did. And he's, and he's made the most of it. Right. And Jones did too. And it, it's not like Jones had something more than this year. Like, no one on the Giants left that was a major person he, he other just than has, he just has OBJ, coaching. like, years ago. But it's just... I, I don't understand the narrative that people are like, oh... It's him. It's not the team. They've done everything to make him better. No, no the they team. drafted a first, a late first round receiver who couldn't play. They signed Bart, or excuse me, Galladay, who's done literally nothing except drop down the depth chart. And then you have Barkley, who finally came back this year and is performing better than any other back, which cool, but that's not really going to make Daniel Jones look better. Right. It's just, it's difficult. I, I would not mind taking him. If you're, like, just kind of waiting it out until Caleb, Gil- Caleb Williams or just waiting it out until that offseason, I don't mm. mind having Daniel Jones as the starter until then. For sure. Yeah, that's a fair that's a fair take. <clears throat> I would hate that. Um, and real quickly, I'll, I'll mention some guys you could possibly trade for. Um, I think the way the Lions are playing football right now, the way Jared Goff is slinging it. And I think even Ian Rappaport came out uh, this past week and said that the Lions view Goff as kind of their guy more than a bridge, which, A, good for the Lions and Jared Goff because I think the Rams, when he went there, I think everybody thought he was sent there to die. Yeah. And <laughs> him, him, Campbell, and Ben Johnson, the coordinator, have made the most of that. So kudos to them. Right. But it looks like Goff won't be available unless they get absolutely wowed with the trade and then we just 
I don't really think they should be doing that. I don't that. think we have anything that yeah. Yeah, would so, make them go well. Uh, Derek Carr could be a guy, you know, if the Raiders continue right. to have that top 10 pick, they could certainly get their young franchise quarterback. It would I was going to say, you've mentioned it a couple times. It would buy McDaniels. Like Josh McDaniels kind of yeah. need his guy. It, bu- it buys some really time. It buys some time. Right. So, exactly. uh, Derek Carr could be a guy. Um, Zach Wilson at this point, I'm pretty I mean, sure, is going to get I, – I don't really – love the prospect of it, but I'm pretty certain at some point he's going to get traded because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's fed up with them and they're fed up with him. Uh, Jordan Love? Yeah, I, I was really high on him coming out of the draft, so... That could be something in Green I Bay. I wouldn't mind it Depending how that goes. I even had to mention, and you know, this is on the very off-off chance, and I think I would want this guy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to kind of wonder what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. You know, as as right. bad of a year as it's been, is he potentially available for a trade? And despite the contract, and I would want Rodgers personally. I would say one of the two is available. Yeah, for between sure. Between him and Love. Because I don't think Love's going to put up with any and anymore, to be plain. Sure, as, as he I should don't know, be. As he should. I don't know if the again, front office like, is going to Rodgers him. If they're going to Rodgers, Rodgers. And by pulling him for, or excuse me, pulling Favre for Rodgers initially, and now they do it with love to Rodgers, but I don't know. I don't know what they learned from that experiment. They got a Super Bowl, but other than that, you just kind of <laughs> ruined Rodgers' career by losing the championship game. So, And I mean, again, if there was a year in the Rodgers era to sit Aaron down and play the quarterback you invested a first round oh, pick in. This, year. this yeah, is the year. This year, and they're oh, not yeah. and they're not doing it. So, right. I can understand the frustration there. Um, another name I'm, I'm gonna throw out there. Um, I just had it. Who was it? Uh, <laughs> I'm so mad at myself. I just had the name on the top uh, of my no. tongue. Uh, try, I'm running through all the divisions in my head real quick. Jordan uh, Love has barely played. On that note, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's played um, nine games. Started one. And that was in 2021. Oh, uh, now it's bothering me. Crap. I had I had a name that I actually like this player Davis too. Davis Mills. Yes, thank you, Davis Mills. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Given he, I don't know why people think Davis Mills was supposed to save the Texans. It's a bad team. <laughs> like, there's there's nothing appealing about the roster whatsoever. Well, I don't think fucking outside or CJ Stroud can save them at this. Yeah, point. like I don't know why people just assume Davis Mills is god awful because. Well, he's he's on a bad team. Like, there, just, there's no one. If, there if you're on a bad team, if you're on a bad team with bad offensive line play, you can't run the ball. You have no real receivers. I don't know what else you expect. And on a rookie deal, I'll take a chance and trade a a fourth or a fifth for Davis Mills and just see what happens. Yeah, I. I mean, hell, I mean, hell, last year, people were out here saying Davis Mills was statistically the best Best rookie quarterback quarterback. in the class. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) so I'm all for it. Yeah, the interceptions are obviously the issue and the lack of touchdowns, but I don't think that's on him. I mean, you have Brandon Cooks, sure, good, not necessarily great. He's missed a couple games this year as well. You have Nico Collins, like you mentioned, who's, like, good I guess. <laughs> I can't even really say that. He's about average in the NFL. And then, God, I don't think I can name a receiver on that team right now. I, I... Besides Cook and Kyle. Oh, they picked up uh, Mario Rogers. Well, Mechie, but uh, I can't. <laughs> they picked really... up Mario Rogers. 
Right. Has he even played at this point? I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris Moore. That's right. Hey. Yeah. That's all of them. And then it's Felbert, Dorsett, and Mechie. That's it. That's all. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why people expect Davis Mills to save this franchise and somehow carry them to the playoffs because that just simply was not happening. Yeah. I don't really. I don't know. It's just a yeah. weird scenario for any quarterback to kind of try and come into because I've always been, like, the advocate for fix your team, then your quarterback. And we saw it kind of with Burrow, aside from the offensive line, where they, they got dudes around him and then he right. worked good. And then they got Chase and he worked really good. Yeah. So it, it's hard to, I don't know, what's the word, presume that any quarterback's going to be able to come in Houston and save it at this point. Right. Um, before they start trying to fix it and actually do something with it. I mean, let's be real, Kyle Allen's also significantly worse than Davis Mills in that scenario, which, granted, Kyle Allen's not the benchmark you necessarily want to be compared to, but he's what horrendous in that yeah. same system. He's got 59% completion, they're, two fucking touchdowns, a four picks. I mean, their off Their offense is Davis Mills, and they have no running game. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Damian Pierce, and they have no running game. Who's whatsoever. injured now? Right. <laughs> yeah, they have no line, and somehow your running back is your offense so pretty much. I, would, I would very much take a take a swing on davis mills no yeah, problem i wouldn't mind it i agree with either um and that's pretty much it one wild card i'll throw out there even though i don't really think it's going to happen um if the titans continue to stumble <laughs> no uh I don't know how the team feels about Malik Willis, in all oh, honesty. I thought you were going to say Tannehill. <laughs> well, I was going to say Tannehill, but it's just oh, that good. it's kind of a, a weird situation because, you know, Mike Fabrell was very kind of blunt and harsh when it came to Malik Willis in the preseason and yeah, very mean, critical of his play because he didn't, quote, throw the ball enough, but he ran. So I just – it's a weird vibe I get between the Titans and Malik. So I kind of wonder, would they commit to Malik – and then Tannehill all of a sudden is available, or right. reverse it. Either way, I wouldn't mind one of those two guys. I don't think I don't think anything would happen, but if they continue yeah. to spiral, it just kind of makes you wonder what would happen. Cause that's true. I don't. Ugh. Tannehill leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It's like I, he's I not bad. At least have someone young right. <laughs> at right. that point, because they're granted you're probably going to get someone better than him that's young, whether right. it be Minshew, Jones, whatever. So, but, I mean, if you're like desperate and your last like chance is Tannehill I guess I, I don't despise it I guess right. depends on so, what you're giving up so those are some of the uh, those are some of the free agent quarterbacks and you know possible trade options that we had mentioned but um, let's talk about some draft some draft prospects obviously your Bryce Youngs your Strouds your Will Levises probably well not even probably they're very much <laughs> out of the picture for this team you know. Right. So, you trade up, which I don't think who, who do you think could be some uh, some light round guys? I mean, I know I'm almost a hundred percent certain Anthony Richardson will be gone. I'm not. I feel like he's kind of in the Malik Williams boat last year, where it's like if you don't love a quarterback, you're not going to take him, and that's why they all fell to the third round except for Pickett. Well, Pickett should have fell too, but it's a different right. discussion. Yes, yeah, I just. On. I don't know if Richardson... I feel Richardson's better than Malik as a prospect so far, just because, he, A, he's playing in the SEC and performing similarly. Mm -hmm. But I presume he'll be gone to, like, 
the late first round. So then it's you're looking at Hendon Hooker, who's coming off the ACL. He's 24. He'll be 25 by the start of the season, probably 26 by the time he starts or plays. Right. So, I mean, if you can get him in the early second round, why not? Uh, you got to take a waiver on someone for next year, and if you're going to take a waiver, why not a Heisman candidate? <laughs> I mean, he wasn't, but he would have been if he was not injured. So, yeah, he looked really good. I, I watched quite a few of his games this year. He almost threw a 70% completion rate in college, which is <laughs> unheard of almost. And he only threw two picks to 27 touchdowns in, what, 11 games? So, I, I don't mind that especially with your second rounder i think there's a potential that he could fall that far depending on how they're viewing that injury so i wouldn't mind him uh the other one i was looking at at a byu is jaron hall i think he's kind of similar to hooker not in terms of production but he he just plays well he plays smart he plays football to put it simply it sounds stupid (laughs) but he plays it the way it's supposed to be played he just makes the right decisions he had 3,100 yards this year 31 touchdowns and six interceptions for BYU nonetheless so an ACC team um he is on the shorter side which I mean obviously the Saints are one of the most notorious teams for drafting by size so I don't know if they'll take him but right I look I'm not saying he's Breeze before I get canceled for this. Well, Ian Book but was Breeze was same. short. <laughs> for, Ian Book, for a quarterback, Ian, he Ian was Book, short. Ian Book also fit that profile. Right. It's hard to you know say one's going to be great. But I think Jaron Hall has something in the tank. Mm-hmm. And I think he's probably mid-second round if you get Waukee early third. But... He's kind of that next guy after those top ones behind hookers. So, and he's also 24. He's played five years in college. So, he'll but he'll have a year ahead of Hooker because he's obviously not injured. So, I wouldn't mind that. I don't know what the coaching staff views in terms of size and in terms of him being not SEC. So, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of dudes in the draft. I mean, this quarterback class goes on and on and on and on. I mean, we'll see how many actually commit, but if they all commit, or at least fucking 75% of them, there's like probably 13 quarterbacks that'll be drafted at least. Interesting. That's, it's... It's difficult to project. I mean, those guys are very hit or miss. We've seen it every year. I mean... You know, you draft Jordan Love and then you never see him again. So <laughs> it's hard to kind of project what's going to happen. I mean, the the thing about this is I think a prospect would like coming to New Orleans solely because they're almost guaranteed a starting job at this rate. Right. Because I presume Dalton won't be on the roster, and if he is, it'll be in a backup capacity. And then Jameis, God knows what will happen with him. I mean, after the whole debacle with the interview i don't know what they view with him but we'll see i'm kind of hoping we draft one and just pan it out but we'll see i mean i this coaching staff hates drafting quarterbacks as we've seen the last 20 years yeah nor they're good at it so (laughs) yeah it's hard to 
project. Uh, it's just it's, it just would be really nice to have your top five pick this year. You know. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it would. Especially <laughs> especially when you consider the way the top five kind of shapes out. Oh, um, Chicago well, you Chicago even... doesn't need a quarterback. Right. You know, assuming there's truth to the Lions not wanting to take a quarterback, they're not going to take a quarterback. Um, right. Well, and even my thing is like, even if they went one two, like Stroud and Young, there's still some really good defensive line pros- <laughs> prospects up there, and Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. Yep. And it's like, at worst, you could just go, "Ah, eh, screw it, we're going to build the defensive line for the next 15 years and just yep. get a guy to go." So, cur- Cam Jordan so make cur- currently the Saints hold would have held the fifth pick. Houston, yep. Seattle, Chicago, Detroit, and then it would have been us. So the funny part is all those picks are like via trade. someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Broncos, the um, Rams. Who was it? Well, yeah, Broncos, Rams, and there was another one. Shoot. Well, no, that's so right. That's, that's it. There was that's four it. though. There was yeah. definitely four. Hold on. Uh, Cleveland, on. Cleveland move out of the. The top. No, that's not the one I'm thinking about. Who was it? Shoot. That's only three. Denver, really? Rams, and us, yeah. Huh, I guess it was. I totally thought there was another one. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's it's just this, this, this is the war. This is the one year where it would have been nice to have a top pick to take one of these quarterbacks. But, hey, it is oh, what San it Francisco. is. San Francisco. That's the one I was thinking about. San Francisco gave theirs to Denver. It's later in the first, though. Ah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I it mean, it, it it's hard to knock it necessarily because you got a lave out of it who's been phenomenal, but if he wasn't, man, it would have been a bad scenario. <laughs> and again, I mean, at the time I get it, the run on rookies began. The, oh yeah. yeah you, so I, I, I well, would do it again. this was pre-draft too. It was, that was the pre-draft trade. We traded up with uh, Washington, I think, for the. No, we traded up draft night. Right, to Washington, but then yeah. the one that we gave up our 2023 first was to Philly, which yeah, was yeah, yeah. pre-draft. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, ugh. Yeah. It leaves a bad taste in your mouth now that we know they suck. <laughs> it didn't look bad at the time, because we're like, oh, we'll compete, and then we didn't. Yeah. And now it, we're <laughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how we view the quarterbacks. Let's uh, shift over here to the running backs here real quick. Obviously, Yay. Mark Ingram <laughs> probably should call it a career at this point. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Saints did pick up Eno Benjamin off waivers. Kamara's still here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is actually a very deep running back free agent group. It's uh, Oh, you got so many. There's it's so many quality free backs. and draft. They're yeah. both very, very good this year, so you got options. I mean, there's got, a lot of dudes out across there. The board. Why don't you start us off with some, because uh, the Saints always love to take these fifth to seventh round running backs from some of these oh, smaller yeah. schools and kind of make the most out of them, you know. Yeah. Uh, cadet comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of undrafted guys. Yeah. Too. You know, Gabriel Daniel Smith, Dan- Merritt. Daniel Lasko. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that they can normally take in the undrafted period or in the late rounds. But uh, right. I mean, g- give us some names that you like at the running back position. There's two that I've been looking at that are kind of day two guys. It's Israel Abandakanda from Pitt. It's a name that I would never be able to pronounce again, probably. But <laughs> he's been absolutely phenomenal this year. He's got 1,400 yards at six a carry, 20 touchdowns on the ground. He just – it's been like he's kind of been mediocre the first two years, and then he just took off this year. 
and he looked if you watch his film if you just go watch a couple games of him playing he's scary when he gets the ball in his hands and I don't know if it was he wasn't utilized before just because there was someone ahead of him I don't necessarily follow the pit running back room but he really looked good I, I think he's probably at this point a third round guy maybe very early fourth if you got lucky but <clears throat> I don't think it'll be the case um I think he would be a really good compliment to Kamara as well. He's kind of got at that north and south running style, even though he can hit the outside, it's not necessarily his game. Mm-hmm. He's only got 12 receptions this year for 146 yards, so it's like he can play out of the backfield, but that kind of gives Kamara that chance to just screen again. It, granted, the coaching staff doesn't want him to do that for whatever god-awful reason, but... I think he would be a good option. And then the other one I was looking at was um, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. It rhymes, so therefore he must be good. Um, <clears throat> he had almost 1,400 yards as well, seven a carry, 14 touchdowns on the ground. He's a little more of a satellite back, not as heavily. He had 37 receptions for 321, which is almost nine a, car- or nine a reception. Both of them, I think you're going to get day two like middle of day two to late day two and they both kind of fit what new orleans is looking for in a running back they're both good built backs they both have that ability to just run it up the mouth and they they both have a little bit of versatility to them where it's like you don't just have to run the north and south like they do with ingram it's kind of like you can hit the gaps sometimes so i'd like to see either of them frankly (laughs) okay i'm here for that i love that um I'll just mention some guys in free agency. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, the Saints, I think we can both agree the Saints really don't need to be trading for a back nah, with, uh, with how good the draft and the free agent group is going to be. Not worth the Yeah, exactly. The just looking at some family. of the names. Uh, you know, Rashad Penny is a guy coming off the, uh, the season-ending season injury and essentially has kind of like lost his job to Kenneth Walker. And, you know, that could be a guy coming off of a, uh, a big injury, a cheap deal, uh, would make a lot of sense for the Saints to kind of ease him back in, you know, as he's a backup. Good too. Yeah, he was solid. He kind of had a really good, nice last couple of years when he figured it out. Uh, yeah. One guy who was kind of caught on late due to due to injury, uh, he stepped up. Uh, Samaj P. Rod from the Bengals. Ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. He can block real well. He can catch out of the backfield. He kind of does it all for the Bengals. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch him yet, so I can't really say much to him, but he's I've been, heard that he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good when feeling good for Joe Mixon. Um, you know, another guy, James Robinson, who was with Yo, the Jets. and kind of I would a, like him a lot. <laughs> it's kind of a weird situation because he's been inactive after the trade form. Yeah, because he's um, kind of got it shoved down there by all the young kids. Yeah, so that's the guy, again, he had a 1,000-yard season as an undrafted free agent. Right. Um could be a very service, serviceable backup in this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him quite a bit. I, I would not mind that at all. I would love to see that. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. from the Dolphins, that's the guy who kind of does it all. He can run between the tackles. He can take the stretch plays to the outside. He has some solid hands. Yep. Um, and, again, he could be that in between the tackles, take the pressure off Alvin Kamara, and uh, you know maybe lessen the wear and tear on him. Um, right. That's kind of the goal at this point. It's not it even like get someone that can be phenomenal. It's <laughs> it, just take it, a lot of the workload off him. It has to be. And um, so, yeah, I mean, and obviously the top of this group, you know, Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, 
uh, Josh Jacobs. I, I would Montgomery also too. Uh, Montgomery, and also I would imagine maybe Jamal Williams might be out of the Saints' price range. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Love Jamal Williams. So many touchdowns, and they're all from like two minus. Love yards. Jamal Williams. Um, yeah, he has he has that one big run. He had like one that was twenty four, and one that was like eighty or seventy something. But they're all like one or two yards. <laughs> just a very, just a very nice, uh, very nice dude. Yeah, he's a good compliment yeah. back, and he's a good guy. Love to see that. So, um, the, and maybe one guy I would love to take a uh, a chance on as well, Darius Johnson from Cleveland, mm-hmm. when he stepped in, when he when he has stepped in for Nick Chubb. He, he has really he has <laughs> he has played well given it's Cleveland and the the line was really good and the offense is kind of built for backs to thrive. Right. He's still only 26. Yep. And pretty much was third string the entire time behind Hunt and Chubb. So again, if that's a guy who's looking for more opportunities, I would love to see that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. It's you're kind of looking for the young guys at running back nowadays because right. they just die earlier and earlier and earlier in their career now. So, I don't. I don't think uh, Johnson would be a horrible option. I think he's kind of good in terms of his complement to, um, excuse me, Camara. I I wouldn't mind that. I don't think you would have to pay a lot for him at this point. I think you'd just be bidding with Cleveland at this point because they probably want to keep him in house. But yeah, I think that's a good option. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, shoot, even a guy like Marlon Mag is only twenty six. That's true. You know, that was a guy who put up a thousand yards. Hey, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that either. I mean. No, they'd sign him and then they'd cut him the next day. <laughs> God, that, that still peeves me. That still peeves uh, me. I, I mean, mean, they couldn't do much about it. Yeah, the way the practice squad is set up, it's. Yeah, it's only so much you can do. Yeah. Miles Gaskins out there, too. I mean, he's been buried in the depth chart. Yeah, he has. But he looked good when he was playing for Miami. Yeah. Ooh, so. Deion Jackson's a free agent. Yeah, he's and I mean back up to Taylor who took over for a while. I, and he's only twenty four. I wouldn't mind that. He's oh, anyway. uh, Damien Harris from New England as well. Oh yeah, there's a lot of dudes in That's this a class. Holy crap, Singletary. There's a lot of guys in this class. Justin Jackson's been good. Sony yeah, Michelle's the, yeah, the, fine. The, the the options are here in the free agent class. If the Saints <clears> want to bring in a back here and then draft a guy later on in the draft as well, they, there is room to uh, kind of do what you want. Because outside of Kamara, I think everybody else's jobs are kind of up for grab, in- in- including Dwayne Washington, who has been great at special teams. but He's a free agent now, too, so I don't know if you even keep him at this point. Yeah, exactly. So you, you could definitely retool the, the running back room through both free agency and the draft, and I wouldn't hate that at all. For sure. And, uh, yeah, so with any last thoughts here, Jeremy, on the quarterbacks or the running backs? Just get a couple. <laughs> I mean, there's not even... There's so many of them at this point that it's just... I want a couple. I, I want something different couple, to shake up this offense. A couple quarterbacks or a couple running backs? Both. <laughs> I mean, it's at the point where it's just... You want to see something different with this right. offense and coaching included. But you, you, obviously you have to have different players to you know, change the offense up. So we'll see. I mean... It'll be interesting to see if they sign any of these guys or if they just go, eh, we're going to keep Andy Dalton another year. And Alvin Kamara can take the load, which is not good. Yeah, just carry, take all of our carries again. It's, it's and we'll sign a bunch of random backs throughout the season that'll get two receptions, not, and then they'll be gone. That's not good football, Jeremy. It's not good football. Nope. 
We saw with Todd Gurley. It's the same idea. They did not have a backup for him, and then they ran him into the ground, and then his career was over. Uh, his knees are already gone. Shout out to yeah. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that certainly didn't help either. He nah, did a but lot the, of Yeah, but there. the Rams ran that man. Yeah, they just yeah. So, I mean, the ground. Uh, Derek Henry could be the same, but he's just the way he's built. It's yeah, it, he's it such works. a big body. It doesn't it matter. <laughs> yeah, the wear and tear don't apply to Derrick Henry. Right. It will right. at some point, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. Not for a couple of years. Yeah. We need him back with Derrick Henry. That will solve all of our problems if we can get him back like Derrick Henry. <laughs> we should trade for Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Yeah, that will half your roster. We, we <laughs> No, no, no. But hey, we'll see what happens. It, it's it's going to be a very, uh, what's the phrase? It's going to be one of those, I think, franchise-defining off-seasons in the For sense sure. of do you just clean house of Sean Payton whatsoever within this organization and start fresh mm-hmm. and kind of change the identity of this team? Or is there a path where Payton can come back, you can kind of pick up where he left off two years ago right? and maybe retool his roster to win you know, and what I consider a pretty poor NFC next year. <laughs> Hopefully. So, I mean, we'll see I what happens. This is bad, but normally it doesn't when we're good. It turns into, like, the best division of all time, but... We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting, so... For sure, for sure. Uh, up next, we're doing, what, wide receivers? Tight ends next, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, wide receivers and tight ends are the next one. So, we're going to bring back Jawan Johnson and uh, call it a day at that position. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> at this point, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> so, uh... That's Jeremy. I'm Alex signing off here, folks, once again. Uh, make sure you check out all of our work over at the Canal Street Chronicles. It's great stuff. I uh, love the feedback from you people. Mm-hmm. And uh, buckle up. It's going to be quite the interesting off season for sure. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no so, doubt. <laughs> so until then, you're going home with the Saints and Sinners podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everyone.